How would I rank the top defenseman in the draft class? I give my top 10 personal choices for players I want to see in San Jose, plus a couple honorable mentions here on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked On Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young. I'm a contributor at San Jose Hockey Now, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. We're proudly a part of the Locked On Network. We cover your team every day. If you want to be an everydayer, all you got to do, just follow along wherever you get podcasts, or you can watch on YouTube for free as well. So today we're going to be talking about my favorite defenseman in the 2023 NHL draft class. And again, with the caveat, I'm not a scout. I've probably watched just as much tape as you have um, potentially on some of these guys. These are, from what I've read, talking to my friends who scouted these, these are just guys that I would personally enjoy the Sharks drafting. Um, And following my very much defenses for nerds, go score points uh, kind of, theory or motto that I tend to live by with my defensemen. So uh, we're going to go through my top 10, how I have them ranked in a couple honorable mentions. Uh, I went through, pulled some scouting quotes from some of these different players, uh, you know, from, you know, people watching these players and just, again, how I would personally rank them in, you know, hopefully getting them to San Jose. So before we get into that though, I do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys by game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On Angel for twenty dollars off your first purchase. So let's start with with three honorable mentions. So these are guys who are just outside my top ten, but I would still be very very happy if the Sharks somehow acquired them. Um, again, with all these, it's not these. All these picks are, are guys. You know, I don't. I would not be happy if the Sharks use pick number four on them, but if the Sharks found a way to get the these guys on your team this is kind of my my personal ranking or my happiness meter i guess is how i, I would kind of describe this so um doesn't matter how they are acquired if it's the sharks have to trade up in the first round uh some of these guys are you know maybe more second or third round type of guys but um again these are just my the guys how the guys i personally want to see in San Jose. So let's start with the honorable mentions. Um, so if you're a you know listener, been listening for a while, um, join me for my Josh Tesler kind of mid-round madness. Number one, Matthew Mania, honorable mention. So in a draft short of defenseman, Matthew Mania stands out as one of the highest upside offerings. The chaotic, high-skilled creator was among the OHL's most productive even-scoring producers per minute sitting seventh among his potential peers um, that beat out top NHL picks, big name prospects and every other first time draft eligible few players squeeze as much value out of the, every puck touch mania never settles instead of manipulating multiple opponents to create a better option with backhand skill that rivals top five forwards, nonstop deception and both shooting and passing ability. He has a toolkit to justify such confidence um, that from elite prospects. So, 
Again, that sounds amazing to me as a uh, go do fun stuff. You know, you're going to probably see a trend that most, most of these players are, are more offensively oriented. Um, I believe in today's NHL or, you know, the, the NHL of the immediate future, you're going to see more and more about controlling the puck, keeping the puck away from the opponent. And that is more important than playing shutdown defense. And um, the best way to play defense is do not have to play defense. And mania sounds like a super fun um chaotic i love that chaotic type of player um that i would love to see in teal so next uh uh carter southern uh in a different era a player like carter southern's um characteristics would likely have pigeonholed him to a shutdown role today's game of activation and puck play from blue liners more towering play creating blue uh, blue liners are popping up a transition ace uh, southern consistently creates favorable matchups um sorry creates favorable situations up on the rink with patience and skill in the breakout like the top puck movers he draws pressure manipulates it and finds a teammate on the other side uh, instead of passing into battles along the board he cuts back into find a better option after passing accelerates into play using those same exciting exciting skills further up the rink so again another guy who could be there a little bit later for for the Sharks, but um, I think is worth a gamble, especially a guy of of he's a he's a very big player as well. Um, combining that size and skill, um, maybe not the highest upside, but there's still a package there that that is intriguing type of, of player. So, um, and then the last of the kind of honorable mentions is Hunter uh, Brzezinski. One of the scouts was impressed by his puck moving game for early in the season, continued to see him as one of the best transition forces in this draft, a great option for an NHL team wanting to add some pace to their game. Uh, his big thing is, is definitely um, consistency, right? Where you would see him one game be awesome. And then the next game, like he wasn't even there type of thing. And that's going to happen with, you know, players of his age and his ilk, um, you know, but again, another player who I think there's some potential there. And, and you, if you've listened to Lockdown Sharks long enough, you know, um, again, bring me guys who can do something other than just uh, kind of get in the way. Um, bring me guys who can, you know, provide upside, provide excitement and provide offense as the Sharks continue start to kind of really dig into this rebuild. So um, as for my actual top 10 players, so we'll start uh, number 10, Caden Price. Price started out this year as one of my top defensemen um, in his surefire first round. As the season played out, my tune has quickly changed drastically. He's a transition darling and he get the puck off the forwards quickly and plays and gets plays moving North quite effectively. There is some offensive upside with Price as he does generate some scoring opportunities with his above average passing and four-way mobility. These skills open up lanes to the net for him to create defensively. He has some trouble at times holding a clean gap, but there's a large part because he likes to pinch up and squeeze plays against the wall. Understanding the time to activate and uh, keep plays well alive will allow Price to stay engaged more uh, stay engaged more in plays throughout the course of a game. That's from Ben Jordan over at Smart Scouting. Um, Caden Price is, you know, I think there there's something there still, and there there's there's some issues I know that he had throughout the season, but I still, again, I'm not advocating the Sharks use 26 on him, um, but at 36 type of player, um, 
again, just adding more of that kind of transition skill that I think they're going to continue to need to add and more of that uh, uh, offensive upside from players. So um, they're going to probably hear that a, a lot from me going forward. So except for this next player, which you guys might be a little surprised, at number nine, Oliver Bonk. And I know I've been very much on the defenses for nerds go play offense, but Oliver Bonk, though, if you're going to play defense, do it well. And Oliver Bonk does that. So from elite prospects, we also believe that Bonk could be uh, this kind of reliable defensive pillar for a team. While he's a couple inches shorter than most NHL shutdown veterans, he already has his, uh, many other habits. He safeguards his team by backtracking ahead of def- uh, offensive turnovers, blocks across uh, to the defensive zone, forces opponents to dump the puck around him, and then seals the puck from them on the back wall. He pushes attackers wide the offensive zone and scans the ice uh, from behind to make a stop backdoor plays. Contrary to other defensemen of his age, Bonk's performance does not fluctuate. He's consistent and engages in play consistently and make a mature and shutdown approach. Again, if you're going to be a defensive defenseman, be one of the best. And I think Oliver Bonk has a chance to be one of those type of players. Maybe not Mark Edward Vlasic, like one of the best. But if you give me a poor man's art, Mark Edward Vlasic, where you're just like throw you over the boards and we know exactly what you're going to do and you're not going to fluctuate. Um, and then I can I can pair you with an exciting off, uh, offensive defenseman. I'm perfectly fine with that. We know Oliver Bonk is going to be an NHL defenseman. You know, I... I all the confidence will net. I know it, it flies in the face of my defenses for nerves, but if you're going to be that, be the one of the best at it. And I think that's what Oliver Bonk could be uh, will, or will be for whatever team drafts him. So before we get into picks eight through four in my, a lot of, a lot of home run type of swings in here do need to take a quick break. Uh, talk to you guys about our new friends over at bird dogs and, if you guys haven't checked out bird dogs yet uh now is the time summer's here it is short season and you want to look good in shorts right um you want some shorts that sculpt to your legs show off those legs maybe you like shorts with a little bit more inseam bird dogs got you covered you can choose they have plenty of different styles plenty of different inseam options i'm a little bit more um hesitant to show off the legs there so i have the longer inseam ones but um, they fixed regular shorts and they made them better. Um, they have a anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. The great thing is about them, they're versatile. If you're like me, my, my weekends, right? Um, soccer practice in the morning or soccer games in the morning with the boys. Then you're out at Target, you're out at Costco, maybe your Home Depot, Bed Bath & Beyond. Who knows? It's a busy weekend. You, you never know. Then you're probably cooking on the grill. Maybe you're at the pool that afternoon. Maybe you're out at the brewery later trying to relax for a little bit. Bird Dogs get you covered. They're so versatile. They're going to make you look good with no matter what. You can wear a nice you know, button-up shirt. You got the T-shirt and short like flip-flops. They got you covered. So right now, they're also going to throw a nice little gift for you. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL. Get a free, just like this, Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right. Um, so I know shocking Oliver Bonk um, in my defenses for nerds. Go score points. But uh, I still, again... 
if you're going to be good, but if you're going to be a defensive, like be be a defense shutdown defensive, and he's already doing that um, at, at this stage of the game. So moving forward, we're going to go with uh, you're going to see some guys here who have some big upside swings, and if you're going to go go big, so um, we're going to start with Tanner Mullendike at number eight. So Mullendike is great in transition. He's got that excellent crossovers that spark his coast to coast puck movement, but should he run obstacles, he's uh, shown over and over that he loves uh, to give and go. Over the course of the season, I saw a vast improvement with his shots, especially at 5v5. It was particularly rusty towards the start of the season, but by mid-March, Mondike was lighting up the lamp routinely. With his shot improved, the next step will uh, be to work on shot selection. He's a heavy shot from the point in his own zone. Mondike will throw his weight to cause puck disruption. Mondike has a second pairing projection from our friend Josh Tesler over at Smart Scouting. We had Keegan on to talk about Mullendike, and I know we, we kind of talked about the Mario Ferraro 2.0 potential, um, but I think there might be some offensive upside here. Again, he hasn't really given an opportunity with the uh, Saskatoon Blades, but next year he kind of should have the runway to kind of um, at least potentially be that number one defenseman, and maybe you might see some more of that offensive upside from him. Um, again, I just don't think he was really asked to do it, and once he continues to build that, uh, kind of build that out of his repertoire, we already know he's an excellent, excellent transition defenseman. Um, and that is such a big, big uh, part of today's game, right? Is um, keeping teams from getting into your own zone, um, right? We, we talk, you know, plenty of time. What do you do? What happens when the puck is in your zone? Again, if you can keep the team out of your own zone, um, that just makes your life easier. So Molendike, uh, again, Maybe that pick 36 for the Sharks. Um, I, I pick 26 might be a tad rich, but you know, we'll see how the draft goes, especially with, with this year's defensive crop where there isn't that kind of dude. And it kind of feels like it's just however you, you kind of shake them up in a hat and pick them out. And you never know where some of these guys might potentially go. Like if Mullendike went like 22 or 23, would you be shocked? No. Um, but would he if he also went like 40, would you be shocked either? No, not really as well. So um, number seven, Bo Aiki. And I think I'm higher on Bo Aiki than a lot of people. So Austin Garrett over at Smart Scouting says, um, if there's a player that I'm most likely higher on than most, it's Bo Aiki. Austin, right into my heart here. Uh, he took a backseat to Brent Clark once he came back to the OHL and thus diminished his power play time and suppressed his point totals. What makes Aki so intriguing is his ability to generate offense by carrying the puck out of the defensive zone and his awareness as a passer to hit players all over the offensive zone. He's the only player to attempt more than 35 passes in a game and complete 90% of them. That's great. So he's an excellent, excellent passer. Um, he moves up into the zone to take a shot. He can have defensive lapses. His gap control can get away from it at times, but a great high upside pick in the late this, uh, second to third round. Um, again, I think you can't talk about enough with this guy. If you remember, I had Brock gotten on, we talked about him and his point totals were awesome. Brent Clark shows up. Of course, he's going to give Brent Clark his, you know, a top eight pick and, you know, one of the best defenders on team Canada and like Brent Clark's amazing. Um, of course he's going to kind of lose those opportunities to Brent Clark, but I think it, whoever picks, 
Bo Akey this time next year. That team is going to look really smart because he's probably going to get he's going to get a bunch of opportunities um, on a what's going to be a really solid uh, Barry team again. And I bet his point totals look really good, and he's probably going to look like a much. You're going to feel really good about this pick a year from now uh, when he is kind of has the job to himself type of situation. So um, if the Sharks could get Bo Akey, let's ride. So. Tom Willander, a riser throughout the draft, uh, the season. Uh, Willander is a candidate to go in the top 20 if a team falls in love with his tool set and his understanding of the game that he has a capability to play. Willander is an excellent skater who replayed a high efficiency level at both ends of the ice. His defensive game is predicted on combination of his mobility, close on attackers, his excellent stick to strip uh, the puck, and his mindset to instantly move the puck up ice to start an offensive rush. Key right there. His offensive game is reserved, but when he sees the opportunity, especially against lower-level competition, he will attack with pace and skill. While the young Swedish defender is able to make skilled plays in the offensive zone, he tends to make the safe and steady play to advance the play. Willander understands when and where to take chances more effectively than most, uh, almost anyone from the defender in the class. And that's from our friend Tony Ferrari. So, Willander, I think he might have creeped out of the Sharks' range at 26, um, but I signed me up for Tom Willander. I think the offensive game is there. I think he's going to be a really good defensive. I think he's a player as well. Nice, steady, two-way player who's going to probably be your third best defenseman on, on a good team. So, um, you know, he's going to – and he's coming over to play in the NCAA. I think that's really going to help round out his game going forward. So, um, I love me some Tom Willander. So, Number five, Lucas Dragasevich. And this is this is one of my dudes here, right here. Um, Dragasevich is the best offensive defenseman in this year's draft. Uh, Tri-City American, Canadian UA team. No one combines his level of puck skills, uh, vision, activation for both his WHL city or both of his WHL seasons. Tri-City's offense has flowed through him. He's the initiator, the connector, and often the finisher. And he led the team in ice time both seasons. No small feat for a player just switched from forward just a few years ago. Dragon Savage's skill is the envy of most forwards. He sends opponents creaming into the boards with rapid-fire handling, uses them as screens with uh, fluid curl-and-drag shots, and freezes multiple at once with deception before setting up a tap-in from elite prospects. The ultimate defense is for nerds type of player in Dragon Savage. Um I know there there's definitely issues in his own zone. Something he will have to work on. Uh, something he has been asked to do type of thing. And again, he is a forward transitioning to a defenseman. So those skills are going to continue to develop and grow. Um, but the offensive upside for a team that needs some more pop on the right side of the defensive pipeline. Huge huge swing and i know he's a they're definitely a huge swing with, with him potential with him um but he could be a player again where you're just like holy smokes type of guy so um he's my number five and my number four is going to sound really similar um haven't done the profile on him. Uh, it's coming next week with Tony Ferrari, but Mikhail Guliev, uh, as Tony Ferrari writes right here, this year's all gas, no breaks defender is Russian blue runner, Mikhail Guliev. He skates like the wind, has creativity with the puck in the offensive zone, and can run a power play with a high rate of success thanks to his mobility, 
skill and cerebral offensive mind. His defensive game can be a bit of a mess at times, especially against bigger and stronger players, but Guliev has the tools that can mitigate the weakness if developed properly. Guliev has the mobility to evade four checkers on the breakout, and he has uh, faltered under pressure at times. Um, Guliev is a swing on upside with realization that the NHL gets faster and more skilled every year. Guliev a little bit shorter, five foot ten, but he skates um, and he scores and he plays an offensive. Like again, if you're going to take a swing at twenty six. Guliev is one of those dudes where um, I, when I, you'll hear next week when we do it with Tony, um, he's either going to be one of the top five defensemen in this draft or he's never coming over, never going to make it to the NHL type of player. But if he hits, man, is he going to hit? And I think you can, if a guy's producing offensively, you can find the right partner for him to help cover those flaws. And I think that's the way the NHL is continuing to shift where, you know, have three forwards and that one defenseman who is basically a fourth forward um, who can, you know, bail out a little bit for defense, but Guliev, the ultimate hit or miss type of guy. Um, so before we get into the final, uh, my final three defensemen, um, all of who are, between they're they're going to be you know probably um five through 15 ish in the drafts so the sharks have to move up but if they had san jose sharks got him you'd be feeling really good about about it uh but before we get into that do need to take a quick break uh talk to you guys about our friends over at game time and um you know summer Plenty of fun stuff to do maybe you want to go to a concert maybe you want to go catch the giants uh maybe you want to go catch the a's Whatever you want to try to do, um, game time has got you covered because they make taking buying tickets, they just take the stress out of it and make it easy. Especially if you're looking for last minute tickets, they have killer deals all the time and their best price guarantees. So you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped over the fun you'll have. Um, I used it, got some tickets at uh, Ed Sharon uh, in, in September for the missus for her birthday. Um, super easy. I went on, I got to see pictures of the seats, so I know exactly where we're going to be sitting. Um, I was like, oh, if I spend a little bit more, you know, 30 bucks more, I get way better seats. So I did that. Um, they have the lowest price guarantee. So if I notice tickets in the same section, same row are cheaper than what I bought them, I'll get 110% uh, credit for the difference of them. So, and the great thing, they sent them right to my phone. I didn't have to go digging through my emails. I didn't have to do any of that stuff. Uh, they were sent directly to my phone. I'm good to go. So download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. So the top three defensemen in this class, and again. They're in that no man's range for the Sharks where I don't think any of them are worth the fourth overall pick. But if the Sharks acquire a pick in that early teens range, these are the guys that I think you're really, really trying to focus on. So um, number three is David Reinbacker. And I know he's going to be the first defenseman off the board. Um, I get it. He's big. He can play defense. Um, it's just, I think he's a very high floor, not as high ceiling. I don't think he is a number one defenseman on a team. Um, I think he's a 
second pairing. I think he's a great second pairing defenseman, but if I'm spending a pick like that, I want the upside of a potential number one pick. So the prospect says uh, scrutiny revealed that uh, basically Reinbacker was playing, you know, playing in, in professional leagues and he wasn't just surviving the assignments that he had. Reinbacker was a difference maker at every level. He led EHC uh, Colton's blue line in total minutes and even strength and escaped with a team leading five uh, plus five goal differential. It's easy to, enough to see how Reinbacker generated these results. His game rests on a projectable, rock-solid defensive foundation. As opponents attack through the neutral zone, he gaps really build speed going for uh, backward to match that. But the puck carrier takes away the middle of the ice and forces uh, closes with force once he's registered his support from elite prospects. So, again, Reinbacker is going to be a very, very good defensive defenseman. He's going to pop some, you know, some scoring as well. But I just like I don't want to spend the fourth pick on the draft on him, um, just because again I it's that cost benefit, right? You can get a potential first, you know, first line forward or just the other defenseman I'm going to talk about here in a minute. I think they have potential to be a true number one defenseman um, in the NHL where you're leading a power play. You're providing those points, you know, maybe not a point per game Eric Carlson type of player, but some of these other guys have potential to be 60, 70 point players and, you know, talked about as some of the best offensive defensemen in their class. And I get it with Ryan Backer. I, I, I can see the path. I, he will be an NHL defenseman in like two years. You could easily see it. Um, it's just, I don't think he's anything more than, than your third best defenseman on a really good team. So, um, and while these other guys, I think can be the best defenseman on a very good team. So, Let's start with uh, number two, Dmitry Simashev. Simashev is quite possibly the best defenseman in this draft and by far the best defensive player. He's fluid on skates, very mobile, especially for guys' size. He shuts down plays from the start. He reads and anticipates uh, play very well, stepping in the neutral zone with perfect timing to prevent entries without taking himself out of the play. Uh, Grace, uh, great matter from smart scouting continues. He's a breakout wizard, great at escaping pressure with a puck, recovering along the boards and combining his skill and puck protection to evade incoming pressure. He sniffs out contested pucks and turns them into offensive rushes in an instant. The stats don't suggest a very offensively skilled defenseman, but then you have to uh, watch him pull off like five insane plays in one shift that no other defenseman in this draft does. And you really just start to see the potential that he has. To me, he has the upside to be the high some of, uh, upside to be one of the highest in this draft, and I really believe they can be a good number one defenseman in the NHL someday. So again, great matter from Smart scouting. So I can have Reinbacher's defense, but way better transition skills and potentially more offense. Sign me up. <laughs> uh, yeah, Simashev. Again, I think he's going to be in that like early teens range. Um, so the Sharks would either have to acquire another pick, um, in that, or they'd have to trade the set, you know, they'd have to trade 26 and 36 to move up to get him. So, um, and then my number one defenseman, uh, Axel sending, uh, Pelica, he's basically been my top defenseman all season long. So, 
The draft's top offensive blue liner is a wonderful skater and an excellent passer. Blending those tools in all three zones to make an impact, Sandy Pelica can run a power play with intelligence and poise, walk the blue line to find passing and shooting lanes while having the recognition and skill to step into open space to generate a scoring chance for himself. He understands how to read off his opponents and pick apart their weak points when the puck is on a stick. He has some work to do defensively, but he shows the ability to lead with his stick and defend uh, with skill. His size will be a hindrance defensively, but if he can manage, uh, he can manage if he improves his defensive reads and cuts plays off uh, quickly with his skating and skill. Uh, Tony Ferrari, if you remember, I had Patrick uh, Bexel on way, way back in the, and he, he uttered Eric Carlson in the same sentence. And that stuck with me. Does he reach Eric Carlson? Probably not. But if you're getting like poor man's Eric Carlson, cool. Let's do this type of thing. So, um, again, just to reiterate, these are just from what I've read, talking to my you know friends and who watch these games and stuff like that. Just putting my list of what I prefer in a defenseman um, and what I think I think the Sharks need that dude who can be a potential um, Eric Carlson like replacement, uh, where you are you know you are looking at a potential 60 to 70 point player in their peak, maybe close to a point per game type of player. Um, and that's why I'm taking the swing on one of those. If I can, I'm taking the swing on one of those type of guys and um, hoping you can insulate. It's easier to find your Oliver Bonks in the world than it is to find um, poor Oliver Bonk. I always pick on him. Uh, Sharks are totally going to draft him too, but it's easier to find those guys who can play good good to great defense than is to find guys who can be point scorers like that. So, um, so that's going to do it for today. Again, defenses for nerds go score points and the sharks need as many people who can score points for them in their pipeline as possible. So um, be back to, uh, next week. It's Friday. Sorry. Be back next week. Um, we have the last three draft profiles coming up for you guys. Uh, so we've got two forwards and the defenseman. Um, spoiler, one of them is Guliev. So we got uh, those those lined up for next week. Um, we're going to react on Friday to Bob McKenzie's, um, his final rankings. Um, that's the big one, right? That's kind of where everyone's going to be projected. So I'm uh, going to react to that uh, for Friday's show, and we'll figure out something for Monday. So, um yeah, drafts getting closer, guys. So make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. Um, you can also watch on YouTube as well. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Locked on Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at MyFryHole. And until Monday, bye, friends.